2: Now back to Steiny and Guru. Take it away, Steiny. So, stray cat strut. Somebody like that. What about cats? Stray cat strut. The song or the artist? Mirror in the
3: bathroom by the beat.
2: Close. All right. I've heard of this song. Hey, uh, we got a surprise for you guys. A Little bonus. What uh, is it, Stoney? We're going to go out to Chase Center and hear from some Warriors because they're finishing up practice. So when they finish up practice, uh, Draymond Green's likely to talk to the media for the first time since his suspension. Obviously, did drop the podcast uh, yesterday, but he's going to talk to the media most likely. Maybe we'll hear from Mike Dunleavy and, and Steve Kerr. Bottom line is this: we're going to bring it to you live. And you, you know, the only reason we're doing this, you guys know why we're doing this, because this team's in disarray. <laughs> they are in disarray right now. Uh Nine. no, we may as well may as well go, go over there and, and uh hear what hear what they have to say. What's your excitement level for Draymond coming back? Let's say it's gonna be Friday against the Bulls. One out of ten? Yep. Hmm. A six. It's not bad. Yeah. I'd say I'm about a two or three.
3: It's not necessarily about Draymond as it is about the team, because because of his own actions, we haven't gotten to look at what the Warriors, well, and even I guess they're missing Chris Paul now, but like we haven't really seen them for an extended period of time with all their pieces. And I am curious to find out whether they are actually as mediocre as they've been playing. So it's as much about finding out about the Warriors before the trade deadline uh, or more so about that than actually about like ah, is is Draymond back is he a changed man? That that I'm I'm kind of over.
2: Right, and that's going to take We're going to need time for that answer anyway. But it looks like he'll be back this weekend. Again, the Warriors play the Pelicans tomorrow at home. And I'm assuming he's not going to play in that game. Although I don't know why I'm assuming it. Maybe he doesn't need more time to ramp up. But remember, tomorrow's a 5.30 start, by the way. 5.30 start tomorrow against the Pelicans. And then they go on the road for four games. I'd say my my excitement level... Is is about a two or th- I'm just not I'm just not feeling it. That's all. I'm not feel We're not really feeling Draymond Green coming back because I'm not sure how much it's going to mean. That's all.
3: Well, you're not excited you, I, to find out how it impacts the Warriors. I don't. I no, feel I like guess excited is like positive. But
2: I feel like interested. no, no, no. I mean interested. I'm convinced that it's not going to. I don't think the eye test is going to look much different. I guess is what I'm saying. I think they've basically been the same team all year regardless of who's been playing and who hasn't been playing. I don't I'm not saying Draymond's not a, an important player, but I look at this team as a they're a 500 team. Maybe if things click, they're they're a 44 win team and maybe if things don't click, click they're a 39 win team. But I I think they're in the middle there with Draymond no matter what. If he's if he's good Draymond, I don't think he makes them a 50 win team. And I think we've seen right now that even without Draymond Green, they're not the worst team in the league. They they've won games without him. They won seven and six. Right. So, have. yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not ex- I'm not excited that I'm going to see something different when they go on the road for that four games and Draymond comes back to the lineup. And and in fact, there is part of me that if I'm a Warrior fan, I understand. Them saying, you know what? I don't want to see Draymond play if it means less Kaminga. I don't. I'm 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 with them now. I'm with them. That's all.
3: And Steve Kerr at five o'clock could potentially answer that, or we might even hear from Draymond or Mike Dunleavy Jr. or Steve Kerr might be at the podium. I don't know. Right. I think that's what people are most interested in. It doesn't have to do with Draymond Green as it does have to do with the rest of the team that has been performing or not performing in his absence. Like what is Kaminga going to be when Draymond comes back? Is Draymond like actually a thought that I had when Chris Paul went down is if you don't think that Pajemski is someone that can run the second unit and be a point guard, like one way in order to I think meet the middle ground of keeping Kaming in the starting lineup and keeping either Looney or, I guess, TJD in the starting lineup, depending on how it, how it works out. Draymond could be Chris Paul. He could Draymond could come off the bench. Draymond could come off the bench and be the second-unit facilitator. It's true. He could. He could. And that way you wouldn't have two non-shooters on the floor in the starting lineup. And you would also get to get, uh, keep coming in there.
2: Uh, excitement level at two, Steiny. Please explain how your levels work on a scale one to ten. <laughs> my excitement level for Draymond Green returning is about a two or three. That's all. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I, here's one thing I do want to say though. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to bump it to a four. Come to think of it, and here's why. Um, I was thinking about. K- it. I was thinking about Kaminga and Wiggins, and I need to be a little more. Sp- do I think they can play together? No, I don't. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't play together and have some level of success. But the one thing I will say is I don't think Draymond, I'm sorry, I don't think Kaminga has the ability to help Wiggins, and I don't think Wiggins has the ability to help Kaminga on the floor together. However, I do think Draymond Green has the ability to help Kaminga and Wiggins if he's on the floor with them. I was thinking about this the other day. You know what I think the Warriors' best lineup is, the more I think about it? Tell me. Or could the potential to be their best lineup, at least in stretches? I, don't,
3: I think we have the same five
2: in mind. Yeah, I think we do, too. Draymond at five? Yep. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you got to try that next. Um, boy, you're awfully small, though. <laughs> but I, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there, kind of.
3: That gives you the highest ceiling for a two-way lineup, I think. But it 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 depends on, and again, we we talked about yeah. it, it depends on Wiggins. Like
2: Yeah, but to me it's still not like it it might be the best version of the Warriors or the best lineup the Warriors can throw out there, but it's still not a championship lineup. It's still not a it's still not a careful Western conference elite teams because the Warriors found something. It's and the reason it's not is because I don't think Kaminga and Wiggins can play together. And I think they're they're kind of a liability together. But I do think Draymond smooths that over some for sure. But it's still not it it's still not ideal. They're just making do the best they can with the personnel they have. That doesn't fit together well.
3: No, but, but you have to try it before the deadline, before you, you make moves. And I, I think that's what Kerr was trying to do on Sunday against the Raptors is experiment or give us a glimpse or give his team a bit of an extended run with what he's going to try, mm-hmm. which is that unit, Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and I, I forget if lunar or TJD started, but then Draymond would be the, the fifth guy. And that... Would probably be the closing lineup. I think maybe more so than the starting lineup. Like that to me is it, it should be your best starting five, and it hasn't been because your two wings can't evidently play together. And there's a lot of like they have minutes out there that that have proved that those two players, Wiggins and Kaminga, just have not. They haven't got it done. They haven't been good.
2: Yeah, if you're just joining us, Evan Giddings in for Daryl the Guru Johnson today, and we are poised at some moment, pretty soon here, to go out to Chase Center. Uh, Warriors are finishing up practice, and we are going out to Chase Center, and we're going to hear from uh, Draymond Green, who's going to talk to the media for the first time uh, since getting back from uh, suspension. He's practicing today. Hopefully, we'll hear from Mike Dunleavy and uh, Steve Kerr, too, so the minute... The Warriors start talking to the media after practice. We're jumping over to Chase Center. Uh, we're gonna let you hear all that live. The 510 says Steph Clay, Kaminga, Draymond, Trace Jackson, Davis. Yeah, that's that 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 they that they can't score enough. <laughs> that team can't score that that unit can't score enough. They don't have enough. Let me ask a question. Do you think Jonathan Kaminga's a scorer? He I can, don't. He can be. He can I don't be. Know. <laughs> I mean, to me, when I look at Kaminga, I the verdict's out on whether he can get you 18 a game or not yet. That's just me.
3: Well, the thing that I'm more concerned about with that lineup is the lack of shooting.
2: Like, that's you don't, probably, yeah, that's what I mean with Trey Jackson Davis.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's not enough. Okay, so if 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 one of Kaminga's biggest strengths is getting into the paint or getting downhill, right? Well, there's there's no room in the paint if TJD and Draymond Green are down there. Yep. Nope. And even if Draymond steps out to the three-point line, and he's been their best three-point shooter this year. That's unreal. Which is, yeah, it's wild. But he's not drawing attention. Like, if Draymond is going to shoot 43% for the season, so be it. Teams are okay with that. So the issue is, and that's really the the, the crux of the issue with Wiggins and Kaminga on the floor, at least from what I've seen. I don't know about you, but there's not enough room for them to operate how they like to operate, which is ball in the post, or Kaminga takes a guy one-on-one and tries to get to the paint, tries to get to the rim. When you don't have at least three shooters on the floor, like I think that's why has said that Kaminga can play the three if Saric is out there, because he can stretch the floor, but you can't have three guys that the defense is going to clog the paint for and Curry and Clay have not been up to their standards as lethal three-point threats, or they've been easier to guard this year than ever before. And so the defense has been just essentially just sitting in the paint. Like, it's not spread out enough for the Warriors to operate when Kaminga and Wiggins are on the floor. Or in this case, that's why in the Lakers series, or a lot of times last year, when Draymond and Looney were on the floor together, it didn't work. Like, you can't have multiple bigs or guys that are paint-cloggers on the floor at the same time for this team and expect to be able to score consistently.
2: And that's the problem that they ran into at times against the Kings, too. Yeah. uh, in In the playoffs last year. Let's go to Tim in North Carolina. What's up, Tim? How you doing, man?
4: What's up, guys? Hey, if you guys look back, I think the link—the link between Kaminga and Wiggins. If y'all look last year and the previous year, Draymond was on the floor with those guys a lot, and he was handling the ball a lot. He was almost the facilitator, and he made it work between those two. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him at the small ball five, and Kaminga like the four, and then you see. Uh, Wiggins, Clay, and Steph back. That's kind of, That was the lineup they threw out there against Memphis back in the playoffs. They ran that lineup, lineup before. But what I wanted to call about, Stiney, is something you said yesterday. And, I mean, with you being a former ball player, man, this one really shocks me because people always go back and do this revisionist history. Had we drafted Lonzo Ball or Halliburton, this is my thing, uh, Stiney. Those guys wouldn't even been given the opportunity to be what they are here today Impossible. if they were drafted by this team. So, I mean, how do we say those things? I mean, signing.
2: Well, Halliburton. Halliburton's a little. I would go,
4: so far, little... I would go yeah. so far. Not, but still, Sonny, think about. You got to think about everything. I would go so far to say, if Anthony Edwards was here, he wouldn't even have been given the opportunity to do what he's doing. Oh, I'm not going to disagree with that. that draft, when that draft. But finally, when that draft came about, Jordan Poole was the one who was flourishing and about to take over and do his thing. I, we already right now are battling with who's going to start in front of Clay, who's going to start in front of Clay. So that right there. And then the, the next one. Wagner like what we what we take away Stein is you got and you played ball man you know what it's like to be given an opportunity to play through every mistake all of the minutes that they can give you that confidence takes you to another level and you see this with these three young men and that's how they've been able to develop themselves Can now you you match that with the guy, you put those two scenarios together, Sonny. That's why you get that. And part of the reason you see what Kaminga is going through and what Moody's going through, they see what they they hear the same thing you're saying. They hear it from others, and they gotta sit there and be like, "Man, these guys get they get the shots." I mean, when Wagner went to Orlando, they were trash, yep. he was able to grow with those guys thirty five minutes it. a game, continue the draft number one pick, play through every mistake versus a guy who has got a... he's looking over the bit from day one on any mistake he made finding my sign you played tim ball. Tim and Tim gonna Tim make that proclamation
2: tim yeah yeah you are abs- you're absolutely right. That no player coming to this Warrior team would have been able to have the impact that they've had on other teams. There's no doubt about that. The I I will I will agree with you when you say you know Steiny. It kind of doesn't matter who they would have drafted. That player would have probably been behind all the stars and the veterans and the champions. That's what you're saying, right? This is the thing, Steiny. Steiny, this is the thing.
4: I agree with that. Last year, I called you and I told you. you remember last year I called you and I told you these guys had that cocoon around this up. You Didn't want to let people come in. That was the that's the thing, These guys have not welcome I agree the, with they you. Welcome the new talent to be a part of this I, thing. I, they I agree. With wanted you. them to be a part of it to help to help to keep this thing
2: going. Finally, remember Whitehead got I hurt agree. out by his teammate. and Got yes. a technical foul. Yes. And then here's what i Timmy, Timmy, I agree with you. Here's here's what I here's what I'll add. When, when, when I say a player like Halliburton instead of James Wiseman, here's what I mean. James Wiseman was not prepared to be a pro basketball player when the Warriors drafted him. He just wasn't. Okay? Halliburton, while I completely agree, you know, like I don't think Halliburton would have got lost here. But you're absolutely right. He wouldn't have been given the chance to flourish immediately. However, when I look at Halliburton, I see a player that would have been able to rise above that noise and eventually by this time be a guy who would be fully entrenched in the Warriors rotation playing twenty five to thirty minutes a game. Like he would have he would have done that over the course of three years here. Wiseman, no. Kaminga, no. They're two different. They're they're different players. Halliburton was 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 a finished product, though. Again, coming out of college, and the Warriors drafted projects. I I think. Yeah. Look. No. I. So it was like a double whammy. I agree. It was a double whammy. The young guys were going to have trouble playing anyway, whether they were college grads or not. But they they Kaminga and Wiseman had no chance.
3: No, because of their archetype. That's why I think someone like Lamelo Ball is the most interesting case study because he didn't play in college, right? But he was clearly pro ready. Now yeah. I don't, I don't know if he would, he wouldn't have given, been given the rope at that time. You, but you go back a couple of years ago, they're not in the same place they are now. But last month, Steve Kerr played Brandon Pajemski thirty minutes a night, like. Pajemski's a rookie. He only played one, I think, one full season. I know he played at Illinois, but he didn't get run. He played one full season at Santa Clara, and now he's in the league. And he's been in the starting rotation eight times this year. So it's not as if the Warriors are reluctant or the big three is keeping the young guys out. But there are certain type of players that just can't help you immediately. I mean, Halliburton played 30 games or started 30 games his rookie season for Sacramento. And they were a different place. By the time that Halliburton is where he's at now, you you can't tell me that a guy that's averaging twenty-five and fifteen would not be <laughs> in the mix with the Warriors. Like I I he might not be averaging twenty-five and fifteen. Right. But he would be a big part of this rotation, well, no matter what.
2: Right, and that's what I think too. And that's where Tim, I agree, Halliburton would have come onto this team with championship aspirations. But three years later, I think he would have been entrenched. Uh, we, would, I bet you, we would have been talking about Halliburton like we talked about everybody else, wishing he got more time if he if he came here. But look, the the Warriors been talking
3: about Halliburton as being the next point guard to replace Steph
2: oh my god, yeah.
3: Like he'd be hell, he may have
2: already he might be starting at one right or, now with play or, or two. With Steph playing two. Yeah. Uh eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. If you just join us, we're gonna go out to Chase Center. Uh when the Warriors wrap up practice today. Draymond Green is practicing. He's coming back. Good chance he talks to the media today, along with Steve Kerr and perhaps Mike Dunleavy. So what we're gonna do is when the Golden State Warriors finished practice. We're going out to Chase Center, and we're going to hear from uh, we're going to hear from the boys live, live out at uh, out at Chase Center. Let's go to Steven in the city. What's going on, Steven? How you doing, man? I'm doing
4: great. Thanks. Just real quick, I agree with your your follow up on Timmy's comments. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that talent rises to the top, and uh, Lamelo Ball and or Halliburton for that matter would have shown Steve Kerr in practice that he's running circles around the same five or whomever, that they would have not been able to keep him on the bench. And the stars of that team would have had to have agreed to that, say, hey, man, this guy needs to be in the starting lineup, because that's what really makes the shots around there at Golden State. Um, That's what I got. Interested in in your thoughts.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Let's uh, Let's go to three chains. Three changes in Phoenix. Another aging team with aging stars. Uh, what's going on? Three chains.
0: Steiny, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was a great voice of mine. That was. But, uh, that was a
2: four. I think I'll give the guy. I will give you a four on that.
0: But uh, hey, listen. Uh, first of all, just like a Commissioner Stern overstepped his boundaries when he stopped the. Uh, the Chris Paul trade. Now, Adam Silver overstepped his boundaries when he talked Draymond out of retiring. But uh, I want to talk about minus freaking 29. Minus freaking 29, Andrew Wiggins. This guy's a dog. The only reason why he's not a fat dog is because he's, he's not fat. But you look at that, minus 29. And then you bench Kaminga, when you're up 18, how about when it gets down to 10 or 12, you bring Kaminga in. I think Steve Kerr's gotten a free pass from the media as of late. I think that uh, Myers is uh, was overrated. If you look at the last four drafts, you know, he brought us uh, Rollins and uh, and PBJ. So I think Don he's done a great job drafting people who are, are ready for the, uh, the NBA. Anyway, I'm not going to take any questions, but I do enjoy your show. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Warrior. Appreciate it. Or three chains? Three chains. By the way, Rollins available. He just got waved oh yesterday. Warriors could go get him.
2: Yay! Remember when Guru was like, hey, Patrick Baldwin Jr., he's the future. Look,
3: I'm out.
2: He's a 6'10 shooter, Stiney. It's got length. By the way, if you're just joining us. A lot of promise. Draymond Green's return to practice for the Warriors today. And uh as soon as the Warriors finish practice and they meet the media, we're going out to the Chase Center. And we are going to go live from the Chase Center. Draymond Green expected to talk. It'll be the first talk with the media since his suspension was lifted. Of course he did a podcast, but this will be different because this will be different. He's gonna get grilled. Oh he's gonna get he's gonna get grilled. Oh, okay, we're gonna go to break now so as to do it in a more timely manner on the other side. On 95.7, the game. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7, the game. All right, Evan Giddings in for Darrell the Guru Johnson. We'll be going out to Chase Center momentarily. They are practicing right now, and Draymond Green is going to meet the media. Uh, for the first time since his suspension was lifted, uh, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr and maybe even Mike Dunleavy. So we're going to take you out there live uh, the minute they start talking. It's 1230 now. I don't know, maybe it'll be in 10 minutes, ten, fifteen minutes, something like that. Uh, but whenever it occurs, uh, we got you covered.
3: Last segment you asked, on a scale of 1 to 10, your excitement of Draymond Green returning. And my answer was a 6. I'm slightly more excited to hear... What he has to say. Like I'm excited for this press conference probably more than I.
2: <laughs> I'm excited to see him on the basketball court. See, I think I'm not excited about the press conference because I think he 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 had a lot of good things to say on his podcast, and I think he'll probably repeat a lot of that. Um, so I don't know what he could. I don't know what he could say today that would be any more surprising or more um, enlightening than what he said yesterday. But we'll see.
3: We'll see. What well, did you think that was the most enlightening part of yesterday? What did podcast? I think?
2: Yeah. Um I don't think here it is. I'll tell you exactly what I think was the most positive quote from the podcast. He's acknowledging on Kevin Durant
4: what I want the world to know about me. And then he spoke about help. And I'm like, how are he gonna say I need help? And when I went back through it with another lens, I was like, maybe you shouldn't hear help so negatively. Maybe you're listening to the word help with the same mindset that the word help meant when you were 15 years old. So maybe you shouldn't hear that negatively, so negatively. And maybe he's not saying that as negatively as you're taking. It. And even if he was, I made a decision in that moment that I wasn't going to take it that way for me. It was a very proud moment for me because I
2: said, you're ready for growth. I'm not. I'm impressed by that. I think you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying like that to me is It's good stuff. Like that's good stuff. That's legitimate good stuff from your guy. Draymond, you know, Um, I would be. If I were a Warrior fan, I, that that sits well with me. Now, the part about the retiring, we'll, we'll see about all that. But I mean, I think you got to be. I, I think you got to be. You got to feel pretty good about what what Draymond said there.
3: I think you should feel optimistic about his his growth from that statement. But one thing that I thought was weird, so they asked Kevin Durant about those comments he just played yesterday pregame. I think it was before they played the Clippers and. It actually sounded like KD kind of got something lost in translation when he made the initial comments about Draymond getting help. Like, he said he thought that Draymond was essentially going to therapy. Like, that's why he said, well, you know, people were saying he's going to therapy. If he he needs help, you know, he should go get help. I don't think that's the guy he was when I was teammates with him. So, in a weird way, like, it, it sounds like KD almost thought he was getting clinical treatment, which I don't think he was. Nor do I think it's fair to frame it as him getting clinical help. Like he had to go away because there was a, a repetition of of issues and his his antics and his his actions were hurting the team and were hurting more importantly, I think, to the NBA, the face of the league. Or were hurting the the brand. And that that was one thing that kind of like kind of irked me a little bit about how the NBA approached it. Like the indefinite suspension made sense and Draymond clearly needed to to get away. I mean, he just had done too much in a short period of time. But to me, like, okay, Draymond Green needed help uh, over the summer. John Morant needed help, and it sucked that he tore his labrum out for the season. But to me, I think, like, I, I don't know. It just it rubs me the wrong way that the league can talk about these guys, and specifically Draymond, that had don't really have a, a long track record of of issues non-basketball related and say these guys need help and frame it. And it sounds like from what KD was taking away, frame it as clinical aid. Like, I don't think Draymond was in need of clinical help. I think he just needed to step away. And it sounds, I'm impressed by those comments that he just played. But it shouldn't have got to that point because, I, I like, I just think the league was in a position where they wanted to brush over their brand. And their brand of basketball right now has not been great throughout this season. And I think Draymond was just, in a way, kind of a sacrificial lamb.
2: Yeah, I I look at it when... See, to me, there were two. Uh, Nurkic said that brother needs help, I yeah. believe. And then there was Kevin Durant saying, I hope he gets the help he needs. To me, help is uh, can be a variety of things. It could be therapy. It can be... Uh, you know, anger management. I remember when Durant said what he said. I think we may have even done a show and we said, Boy, you know that gets Draymond PO'd. Yeah. And what Draymond was saying was, It did. Like, who are you to say I need help? And then that's when he said, You know. And then today or yesterday, Durant also said he really didn't mean anything overly disparaging about Draymond. He, it didn't come from a bad place. Anyway. Uh,
3: no, look, he's he said all the right things, but again, if he walks out on Saturday and punches Gianna, Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, what did that mean? You know? I mean, like, the work for Draymond, we we did do a show where we talked about this, like, the work for Draymond starts now, and that is why I'm excited or interested in what he's going to say at the press conference. Right. Because it will be the first time he's addressing the media.
2: Exactly why well, and and he's not cured. I mean, every day he's got to work on this stuff. And in the next week something may happen where Draymond Green 2 months ago would have reacted in a more serious way than he'll react 2 weeks from now when it happens. And if he does, then that's growth. It's pl- plain and simple. So I I mean I think Draymond Green is really smart. And I think he can get I, I think he's gonna be I don't know if there's gonna be the, the, the biggest thing I'm worried about, if I were a Warrior fan, is that it's possible that he could make an honest mistake. But it's not gonna matter from this point on. In other words, I don't want to argue whether I thought whether you thought the Nurkic thing was intentional or not. But I think something may happen in the future that I'll say, boy, he didn't really mean to do that. That was just some bad luck, wrong place, wrong time. But he's going to get hit still, whether they're extenuating circumstances or not, because that portion, like, I I think we're past that. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, everything is going to get held against him
2: two or three-fold. Like they're not, Unfortunately, he doesn't have any more honest mistakes left, even if it is an honest mistake. The The biggest thing I, I'm worried about with Draymond Green and the Warriors is that something may happen that's not entirely in his control or that he's not... You know how most things are right or wrong? Yeah. If it's in the gray area, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hit. And that's what I'd be worried about is that something may happen and now it's... He's gone for another ten games, because then we're then we're in big trouble.
3: I'm also worried about how his newfound approach is going to impact his his energy or his his fire on the court. I mean, if he's able to separate the two, then oh, one, I would I would wonder why he hasn't done that before, um, and. If he can't do it, if he can't separate the two, then is he still the same basketball player? Like whether you think the Warriors are good or bad or terrible or I don't know, anywhere in between. I think War. I think Draymond makes them better than they are now. But if he's not like if he's not Draymond, then is he a new
2: player? Is he different? Is he still the same? Oh, that I mean, that's that's the part where I think he's smart. again, when. Dr- Draymond Green it's he's animated but animated is not what gets him into trouble what gets Dray with let's just say with the officials let's just say arguing with officials he he still gets away with more than any other player in terms of how he can talk to an official like he can he the problem is, he goes over and then gets personal with the official, or he mf's them or he he he, uh, he questions their integrity. Like he knows the difference between saying, "I'm getting held all night," you're not calling it down at the other end, you're not letting me get away with that. That's not like he can do that for the rest of his career. He's never going to get a T. But when he starts mfing the officials and saying. You know you're a bad official, and you know what I mean. Then it's then it's problematic. He knows the difference. He absolutely knows the difference.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, he's known the difference. I think for a long time, but that hasn't prevented him from picking up cheap tees.
2: That's because, like, and you know why is I think I think that's because when he gets into those moments, he doesn't care if he goes over the edge. So. Does he care more now? I mean, that that he may go over the edge. If he cares more that he's working his ass off to not go over the edge again, I think it can be done. Like I think it can be done.
3: I think it can too in the immediate because he's very closely removed from his introspection and his the work that he has like he's done the work so far to get himself to this point and sounds like he's you know, checked all the boxes that the league needs him to. He's going to reintegrate and ramp up with the Warriors. But the further you get removed from this place of change, I don't know. Like, is it, is it crazy to think that Draymond right might revert back? Like, let's say they get to the playoffs. Okay. And there's an intense road playoff game in which the crowd is trying to go at Draymond Green because they want to get a rise out of him. Right. They're screaming MFers, and they're screaming different words that shouldn't be uttered, and they're trying to get a rise out of him. That, to me, is when we'll see whether or not he's changed. Like, if he comes back against Chicago or Milwaukee, yeah, expect him to know the difference. Because he's... It, it just happened. Right. You can't fall back into that. And I do take his word... That he is going to try and leave the antics behind, but the further that he moves from this moment, deeper into the season, as the season becomes, it, it, there's already a lot of other issues with the Warriors right now. There's a lot of other turmoil, and he's a big part of it. But the more that things get twisted, and the more that there's more, I don't know, agendas or narratives or things in game that that kind of play. Like I don't know, I I hope that Draymond Green is a different person and comports himself differently on the court than he has. I just find it hard to believe that he's not going to be tempted to fall right back
2: into it. Well, he is. Good. I mean, if you want to really nitpick words, he is going to be tempted, and that's going to be the challenge that he has like for the rest of his life, right? Or for the rest of his basketball career. There's no doubt guys are going to go at him, and fans are going to go at him, to try to provoke him. Right? There's no doubt. If you're a competitor would you? Yes. Absolutely. My god. Heck yeah. You take any so yeah, he's going to be tested. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. We're going to take a break right now because when we come back, we're going out to Chase Center. We're going to hear from Draymond Green. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, maybe Mike Dunleavy. Once again, we're going out to Chase Center. Warriors are wrapping up practice, and we're going live on 95.7 The Game.
0: Back to Steiny and Guru on ninety
2: five seven the game. Matt Steiner and Evan Giddings with you on ninety five seven the game. Momentarily, we're going to go out to Chase Center. Warriors are finishing up practice. Draymond Green back with the team. He's going to meet the media. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go take that live on ninety five seven the game. That could be anywhere from the next minute to the next twenty to thirty minutes. But as soon as it occurs, we're going to go right out. We're going to go right out to you. A couple things uh, we, we were talking about Draymond in the last segment, and um, but a couple things that I want to re because lot going on with the Warriors. Bring the people in. A lot going on. Let me just run down a list of some stuff I had. Uh, Warriors Pelicans tomorrow. That game starts at 5:30, not seven o'clock. It's a 5:30 p.m. start tomorrow at Chase Center. Mark Stein, a longtime NBA writer. He's essentially reporting that the Warriors are very, very open to trading Andrew Wiggins. Okay? That's from Mark Stein. Uh, Monty Poole, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, In a story he wrote, indicates that uh, the team's still committed to the Big Three. But also that Kaminga's likely not going anywhere. Jonathan Kaminga. So that's essentially where we are right now. Is Wiggins, uh, is Wiggins the only Warrior they want to move right now, you think? Do you think the Warriors are going to make a move before the deadline?
3: I do. Okay, I think they have to make a move. Either way, whether you want to try and get better or you want to try and begin the process of retooling, I'm not going to say rebuilding, because you have to choose, I think, which direction to go in. If you think that this team can piece it together and try and make a run, well then you try and make a trade to get better. I don't know if there's a big boy out there that's a star that comes in and shifts the hierarchy, but I think there's a couple moves you can make around the edges, and more importantly move some pieces that will would clarify the rotational issues that have plagued the Warriors throughout the season. And then if, if, this, if Draymond comes back and this team just continues to spiral and you know, gets 76 points hung on him in a half and blows 18-point leads in the final six minutes of games, if that continues to happen, which it did when Draymond was around, then you do have to figure, all right, how are we going to try and get this right this summer? And you have a chance to start that process now. So I do think there needs to be a move. I would, you- I'd
2: yeah, I. would bet they're probably going to make a move. My big question is, when we hear the move, whenever that is, assuming there'll be one, what'll be the first thought we have? They're going for it, or they're giving up, or something in a gray area. I think it's going to be in a gray area. I agree. Where we're going to see, and we're going to be, well, does that help now or not? It might. It might not. should be good in a year or two. Like I think it's going to be, it's not going to be, by the way, don't forget, you know how this dynasty started. With a tank, with a tank. That was with a trade. A trade, which in which oh, indicated the, foreshadowed the or yeah. foretold uh, of a of a of a tank. Monte for Andrew Bogan. <laughs> twenty twelve. Right. I, think I do
3: think that th- there's going to be a continued theme, which is optionality, and that word to me was more about the money. Last summer than actual roster flexibility. If anything, it created more roster confusion. Like we, you and Goo talked about this at ad, ad nauseum. You know, last week and, and yesterday. Like, who's the best? Who's the second best player on this team on a given night? You don't know. Who should be getting minutes on a certain night? You don't know. Right. Uh, you, there's a whole lot of you don't knows with 11 players on this roster, and the only one you do know about is Stephen Curry. But even he's tiny in the last month. He's had two games in which he's missed he hasn't made a 3. I don't I don't think that's ever happened. Have to, I'd have to go look, but it probably hasn't happened since he's emerged as one of the stars of this league. Yeah, and so even he has more questions than ever before in his career.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the one that's not even worth bringing up though because if you're telling me Steph Curry is more like the player he's been the last 10 to 12 games than the player he was the first 22 25 games then they're then they're in big big trouble i just think i'm i'm listen i i mean there's no doubt Steph's 35 and he's on the decline but the last 12 games have been worse than the first whatever 24 and I am just assuming he's in a little funk right now. Not this is who he is.
3: Oh, no, no, yeah, I think these are dog days, but the dog days used to be, you know, instead of going zero for nine and two of fourteen from the floor, it used to be, you know, be six of eighteen, and I don't know. Like I am with you. If, if Curry's not playing well, this this season's could put no matter what. But to me, at the deadline, I think it's going to be trying to get off. Andrew Wiggins and trying to find a place for Chris Paul.
2: Uh, by the way, a little piece of good news, injury wise, for the well, not really good news, but John ja Morant out for the year. That means Memphis ain't coming. It means Memphis ain't climbing. And or they? Well, they were six and four. They were six and four over the last ten. So uh, they had they had action. At least with him now they don't. Uh, but John Moran out for the season, and your guy uh, Halliburton—it's going to be out for about a month. Yeah, that one—that one hurts, dude. Did you drop what? See, you know, i, I got to be honest with you. I never look at stats. Like I couldn't tell. Well, I think I know, but did you say that Halliburton's averaging twenty-five and fifteen?
3: No, that was no. He's averaging. Okay. Well, he's averaging 12 and a half assists.
2: Okay. Well, how many points? like 23
3: wow. 23 and 30. gaudy
2: Those are gaudy numbers you you should also look at his assisted turnover ratio oh it's sick it's he's, ma- he's making chris paul uh look like steph curry <laughs> it's stupid turning the ball over um 888-957-9570 <laughs> is the number so we're not breaking right now is that correct it is correct once again if you're just joining us we are going to go out to Chase Center uh, when practice ends today. Right now, the Golden State Warriors are practicing at Chase Center. Uh, Draymond Green participating. When that practice is over, they're going to meet the media. And what we're going to do is we're going to take those interviews live, uh, which will likely come up now in the 1 o'clock hour. So uh, we will go out to Chase Center. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, obviously. Draymond Green will talk to the media. and I was thinking about this the other day. Don Levy's got to talk soon. You know, it's funny. Like Guru always like, I want to hear from Joe Lake, and I always say, you, the the owner can talk whenever he wants or not at all. But I do think Dunleavy. It, it's time for Dunleavy. It's time for Dunleavy to to talk. Well, that's you know, what stuff that's going on with his team right now. For being honest, that's like Bob Myers would talk today.
3: If he was still the GM, he would he would speak. He would be at the podium with Draymond Green. Whether Draymond wanted him there or not, I think he probably would. That was another little nugget from Draymond's podcast yesterday. What's that? The fact that he spoke to Bob Myers apparently two times a day, every day, during his absence.
2: You think Bob's like, Draymond? <laughs> Draymond, I don't work with you anymore. Like, let me alone. I'm with the commanders now, Dre. Dr- that's consulting, yeah.
3: But he's still with them. He's a part of the Washington franchise. He, he For
2: now. He, he's involved he's in a making con- a very important right, decision. Right, but, but he's part of a firm that's helping them make the...
3: He and a former Vikings GM whose name escapes me... Josh Harris.
2: Their, yeah, are on the committee. He was in Philly, too, I believe, wasn't he? Josh Harris? New Philly guy? Nevertheless. Um, yeah, he's going to be in charge of... One of a group of people that are going to, what, pick the commander's next coach? I mean,
3: Myers has been at Levi's a whole lot. He was in John Lynch's year during the Nick Bosa negotiations. That's true. That is true. I mean, this this whole area owes a lot to Bob Myers, even when he's not here.
2: A lot of people aren't happy with the, the, the way he left, though. What do you mean? I, like who? A couple people on Twitter. That's all.
3: They're not happy with him.
2: Yeah, they question his recent drafts before he left. They s- also don't like. They say he enabled Draymond Green. That's not fair. Bob Myers leave the organization in a better spot than he found it. Yeah. What? Really? Well, when did he come in as? Yeah, 2012. Ah. Right when the right when the winning started. Now he's leaving a sinking ship.
3: Oh I was gonna say before two thousand twelve, my bad. I I, I can't championships uh, since since then, sorry.
2: <laughs> two executive of the year awards. But you get what I'm saying. Are they back to square one? No. Not yet. I don't know. Uh seven oh seven, over under on how long it will take how long Trey will hold court at the podium. <laughs> He's probably picking his walk-up music right now. That's a four seven zero seven. I'll give you. I'll give you a four on that one. Absolutely. Uh, Warriors. Pelicans tomorrow. Uh, Legacy game for Zion. Is he playing? We don't know. It's right. At, at five thirty starts. Right at dinner time. You, know, you need what? Be disrespectful.
3: You need to stop that, Zion. He's trying his best, Tiny.
2: He's doing what he can. I would I would take him on my team in a second. That's the kind of superstar you gotta kinda of get, a flawed superstar. It's like when the Warriors got Baron Davis. You know, he wasn't in great shape. He had a reputation of being kind of a diva. Took a chance on him and he came here and he turned around the organization. Yeah, he helped him a lot.
3: It's interesting because the last time they played the Pelicans, like if you look at all the wins this season for the Warriors, the win in New Orleans is is probably their most wire to wire dominant victory. They beat him one thirty to one hundred two. was the fourth game of the season. I know they were missing Zion. No, no Zion. Missing Zion played. Ingram. They're missing Ingram. They were missing Ingram. Yeah, they're missing Ingram and in, uh, Grand Theft
2: Alvarado. That's right. That's right. Is that what they call him?
3: Yeah, it's a nickname for him. I like it a lot because he, you know, he's, he's good on defense. He is
2: Makes, gets a lot of steals. He's a weasel. There's we- no, I mean that in the. I would say that he in the kindest T- way yeah, possible. He and TJ McConnell are the weasels. Well, TJ McConnell's next up in Indiana. They need a point guard right now. That's true. I'm just saying guys who are Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot.
0: Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?